is Art Town, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. And this month, my guest is Claire Sherwood. And I'm going to make a slight note on this introduction that um, I'm having a peculiar, strange time in the studio. Um, the lights are off because I'm hearing some weird noises from the light. So if you want to close your eyes uh, and envision the darkness around me, um, that would be great. If not, um, well, enjoy what you can see, because I really can't see anything right now. And there's a weird clicking uh, somewhere. I don't know where that is. This is supposed to be a sound booth, but it sounds like more like a sinking ship. So if you're hearing anything weird in the background, um, yeah, that's what's going on. Oh, and my headphones keep phasing in and out. So I hope I'm getting everything. I see the meters moving on the mixer, so I think we're good there. But uh, interesting time. Seems like some kind of weird uh, witchcraft going on. I don't know why. So... Um, yeah, how's it going? How's it going in the studio? Um, I've had big plans this summer to kind of toil away and, uh, I don't think I've done anything. So, I mean, I've made some stuff. I've made some collages, um, you know, handwork, you know, working with my hands. Uh, that's always fun. I've cleaned the studio. I've hung up some other things, you know, some uh, some board to put stuff on, and I've done that, but that's kind of about it. You know, we, we talk about this in the podcast, uh, in the interview. Uh, I talk about it with Claire because I was, I was interested in uh, her experience. So Claire is a, an amazing artist, uh, a sculptor. She dabbles in photography, and... Um, you know, her studio is in the the basement of her house. And that's always since, um, you know, since I've been living in a house, that's always uh, where um, my studio's been. I think I had an apartment once where it was, you know, just in the apartment. Like, you know, the apartment, my apartment was a, essentially a studio with a bed in it. But, um, you know, I, I think it's during the summer. I, I just have a hard time going down there. I, I think that's the, the trouble I have. And, you know, Claire's studio was beautiful. It was really well put together. It looked successful, you know, like a that's a successful space. Kind of a funny word um, or funny way of saying it. I picked up from my my mother-in-law, very interesting woman, but she will describe a, a space as successful. And so I've taken the summer to trying to make my space uh, more successful in terms of a, a working space. And it's hard. It, it, part of it is is it's bigger, so it's very big, which is, you know, I'm very fortunate to have. And the the thing that's hard, I, I guess, I don't know, 
I don't know what the problem is. I, I really, I'm not sure. Scratching my head, thinking about it. Um, and so in our old house, so we moved to this house a few years ago, three years ago, I believe. And my old studio in the old house was very tiny. It was like, a, I would say, maybe a quarter of the space that I have. But I was very productive there. And uh, I always describe the wall in that studio as the most photographed wall in Rensselaer County. And it just had this kind of cozy vibe, I guess. So I'm trying to get back to that. I think I maybe have to give up on the idea of a cozy vibe. I'm not sure. That's probably not the right thing I want to go for. But anyways, we, we talked about that in the in the interview um, about uh, getting down into the space and, you know, how do, how do you, I ask her, because I'm curious, like, how do you, how do you uh, mentally do, get, get to that place, which is, is an interesting spot to, to be in? Like, how do you kind of turn the wheel and commit to going down the stairs and getting there. And she talks about that process. So that's a fun thought to think about. How do you mentally prepare to get in the studio? Um, what do you, like, what are the steps you go through to do that? You know, is it, uh, is there a ritual to that? Is there, uh, there's gotta be, I would think, I don't know. Like, I'd be curious to hear like from uh from people painters like how do you what do you do is it just you just kind of go and you know put your pull up your pants and get in there or is there some kind of process to it i would think i don't know what do i do i'm not sure i guess that's my struggle that's mo that's yeah my struggle jesus christ yeah uh it's not a struggle. It's uh, something, but I don't want to be overly dramatic. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I hope you're okay. Um, so, anyway, here we go. Uh, Claire was a great host. Um, showed me around. Beautiful house. There might be a podcast uh, about the house someday has an interesting story but i really like her work it's a uh, it's uh, intriguing to me and i remember when i first saw it um it was at a i think i mentioned this in the, the the interview um it really struck me i was like oh god wow that's interesting who who made this was my first thought who did this and it was claire so here we are um Claire and I talking about her work, and um, we had a great time. It was very fun. So, have a listen.
And then um, this one, I, this like little thought, I was just like writing notes this morning. Mm-hmm. So these are all seemingly random, but uh, just kind of thoughts I had and uh, that I thought were interesting. Um, so the other one was observing and, and building from nothing and how it kind of relates to uh, like um, like you being a woman. Right. So, uh, or I wrote equal to or greater than a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good I'm like, I was doing <laughs> or shorthand. Or less than at some point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But like how that, like you said, it used to to justify who you were. I think, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, in especially that motherhood. In motherhood, yeah, and the time, the endless chores. Because it seems like of- you you mention a lot about being a mother, being a woman, mm-hmm. and uh, how all that kind of connects to the work you're making. Yeah, it always has, and definitely, I think um, that was started when I was working as a welder in the industry. So, um, I mean, it's a, that's sort of how my identity I think was built. So, um, when I went to undergrad, we're starting. Okay. I'll just, we'll just go for it. All right. So Um, we'll, well, oh, first off, thank you for having me. You're this welcome. Is really Thanks for fun coming. to sit in your studio, which is in your basement, and makes me feel good because my studio is in the basement as well. Um, I, yeah, I think you referred to it as a dungeon. This is yes. Point. Welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're also a fellow yeah. dungeon studio and have yeah. It. And I'm a, I I think of mine as a dungeon as well. Um, is it hard? Is it hard to come down here because of that? Because that's sometimes, something that I deal with. I'm sometimes like, I don't want to be in the basement, right? You try to make it as attractive and as bright as yeah. you can get it. And when I turn the corner, so in mine, you walk downstairs that feel very dungeon like, yeah. And you're confronted with this dark basement that feels a little drippy. And then I've tried to create a cove where you walk around the corner and enter something that feels slightly different. Yeah. It's just like super nice down here. Yeah. Like, this oh, corner, this, is, this corner is amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So every, every year I do a little bit of uh-huh. um, brightening, yeah. lightning, trying. Okay. Good. I'm, I took notes. I took photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, well, let's go back to that thought Okay. because you were on a nice thing and then I just screwed it up. Um, but <laughs> So you, um, talking about, uh, the observing and building from nothing and Mm -hmm. how that equals in your mind somehow justifies your existence in some way. Yeah. In some way, I think what I was starting to talk about is that, um, my identity as a woman in the sculpture field was something I was grappling with from a very, I would say young age, even though you don't feel young when you're Mm -hmm. in undergrad, you feel like a young adult, but, um, when you so I started out in undergrad as a art therapy major because I wasn't oh, sure okay. what I want to study and was always creative, but not necessarily a wonderful quote unquote like drawer mm-hmm. or painter. Um, I came from a creative family, but as soon as I took my first sculpture class, I was hooked. I was like, oh, this is great. I can cut metal, I can weld, I just liked building things. And where, where were you? I was at Bowling Green State University, which is in Ohio. Oh, okay. And a lot of people ask why I went there and they had a, yeah, they had a great art therapy program. And when I went to school in 1993, there wasn't many, I wanted to go away and Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to a big school. Those were my, those were my like two things as an 18 year old. And so, and I thought I wanted art therapy. So that left, I ended up at Bowling Green they had a brand new, art facility that had everything, glass blowing, ceramics, sculpture, mm-hmm. big studios. 
and it was in the middle of nowhere. So you, you got really close with your art student friends. Right. Um, but anyway, so, so I, you grew up here though. Right? I grew up here and in Eagle like, Park. I need to get away. Yeah. But you said, uh, just a second, your family was creative. How yes. were they? How were they? Creative? So, um, my older brother was an excellent drawer, drafts uh-huh. person. Um, my mom always did painting, watercolor. She's a registered nurse or was. She's retired now. Um, and my dad was a, um, he was a truck dispatcher, but he did photography when he was younger. And that would be hanging up like he had all these wonderful photos from Africa oh, when wow. he was um, worked as a Peace Corps volunteer. And so we were always encouraged. Uh, my younger brother, I shouldn't leave him out. He's, <laughs> he was probably the most creative. My mom always said he came out of the womb drawing. Oh, so wow. drawing comic books. So it was just around. It was just around. Yeah. yeah. And we were encouraged to follow our creative pursuits and I would say that none of us were good at math. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that, you know, okay. so yeah, yeah it was Sounds always, familiar. yeah, it was yeah. encouraged. And I, you know, we thought, oh, art therapy, that, that could be okay. an interesting way. Um, I didn't ever have any sculpture or any kind mm-hmm. of physical building other than going down the basement and messing around with what my dad had, you know, okay. wood and scraps and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So you go to, was it Ohio? Yep. Bowling Green? And you start like you get like kind of hooked in some way into to sculpture. Yeah. But did you feel that because you were a woman that it was like that maybe you wouldn't be taken seriously or there was this kind of like wall of masculinity? Yes, that I felt uh, you definitely feel a wall of masculinity. Um, I'm a smaller person, and even just going to a junkyard to pick up mm-hmm. scrap. You're t- not taken seriously. And um, I wouldn't say my professors didn't take me seriously, but there was definitely a macho, you know, yeah. hierarchy in the studio. I I would argue that that sort of still exists, although it's fading uh-huh. quickly. But yeah. I never had a female sculpture professor. Right. Um, I never had um, a woman who was next to me creating the same kind of things. There's plenty, I'm not saying there, there's plenty of people in the job field, just my personal experience. I felt a little isolated or a little removed mm-hmm. from the, the Bravo, right. you know, or, or bro atmosphere that was in the Bravo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. bro atmosphere that was yeah, around. Yeah. No, I, I, I do, I do uh, get that a hundred percent. And I feel like that pops up in like a lot of like artistic fields, mm-hmm. you know, there's yes. always this like little sect of like, I don't know. It's like guys feeling like they have to be excessively macho because they're doing something that's like, maybe not traditionally. Like, I don't know. It's right. like they're making art and they're, you know, do they have some complex that they should be like, you know, I don't know. Do right. Or, or maybe I don't even know. Sometimes I wonder, was it my own insecurities? Cause I didn't grow uh-huh. up working on cars or I right. might not know what wrench to use. And I'd have to ask. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that feels like, why do I have to ask how yeah. to, you know, I should just know this. Yeah. So you come into the field with a little less inherent knowledge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not making things correct, you might do it a little different. So that was, I was always doing things a little different than the guys. And I always thought, well, I must be doing this wrong Uh because I, I I'm not supposed to use the wrench that, you know, but as I've grown, I've learned, well, it really, there is no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You're building things just fine. You're just building it the way you build it. Right. How you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, 
that's a really healthy way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I'm 48 now. <laughs> it's, it's taken time. <laughs> it's taken time. When I was, um, what we were starting to say is that I think the identity piece, when I got out of undergrad, I really enjoyed welding. I really liked oh. it. I thought I was pretty good at it. Um, yeah. So I came back here looking for a job. Of course, there's no, you know, art jobs for a right. 21 year old. Yeah. So I took what was at the time in Troy called the EOC hmm. and you could take a very cheap class yeah. and I got certified in welding. Wow. So then I worked for a um, commercial welding firm that we made um, housing units for GE and pipe welded and did that while I was saving money to go to grad school. And I'd say that's where my real angst yeah, I call uh, it my, you know, right. my angst of, um, you know, I really experienced a lot of sexism and, you know, was put up against a lot of things in that, in that time of my life. So that fed into a lot of work. Mm -hmm. What were you, I just want to go back a little mm -hmm. bit to, to Bowling Green. When you were there, what, what were the kind of things you were making I was making, I'd be very embarrassed to show you, <laughs> no. very um, David Smith-like steel sculptures, I'd say, okay. with a twang of um, abstraction. And mm -hmm. I like to make them taller than me and bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was obviously trying to prove I could make big steel things. Right. And I also really loved the ceramic program. I was a, a sculpture ceramics double major. Mm -hmm. So I made these ceramic pieces that I would bolt to the steel pieces oh, okay. and some were wildly unsuccessful sure. and some were kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were, they were weird. Mm -hmm. But you felt like, well, I guess that takes you then to, to Troy. Yeah. And you're a certified welder mm -hmm. and you are working and you, did you always want to go back to grad school? Yeah. Or were, you, were you thinking like, well, maybe I'll do this for a little while? No, I was pretty determined. I mm. really wanted to go to graduate school. I felt like my undergraduate experience, I was just getting mm. kind of my feet wet and really liking expressing myself. And I really wanted to pursue more. I thought I had a lot to say as soon as I was done, but mm -hmm. I'm very happy that it took two years to find you know, mm -hmm. the right program and go through more. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, you know, really important for anyone who's going on. But I know I always wanted to go to um, graduate school. I really wanted to um, teach at the college mm -hmm. level because I had no women professors. That was a big mm -hmm. driving force for me. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I always say that as well, like taking time off. Like I worked in a silkscreen factory mm -hmm. for a while and, um, it was, it was okay at first, right? But it, then it was like, well, this is really awful. Yeah. And like, if I'm, I'm here doing this for the rest of my life, this you know, isn't gonna work. Yeah. I yeah. mean, my boss was, you know, hungover every day, and you know, the hangover was somehow my fault. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like being screamed at. <laughs> oh God. So I feel awful. like, in, it, you know, like you dealing with, you know, the crap you were dealing mm -hmm. with, you know probably gave you some drive. I Absolutely. Would like Absolutely. Get, this is not going to be me. No, right. nor could my body physically handle it. I, I'll uh -huh. be the first to say that. Um, it was, it was grueling and I had, um, you know, they caught like my fingers would lock cause you're holding mm -hmm. the welding gun for eight, eight to 10 hours every day. Yeah. So you'd have like, you know, my hands would get really tired, you know, I, and, um, you, I saw people get injured yeah. pretty badly one person. Yeah. And after that, 
person, um, this giant steel piece slipped on the crane and cut his fingers off. It's oh awful. So yeah. it, um, that terrified me. Yeah. And I was like, I have to, I have to get out of here. I had to, I got to do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I was thinking all along, but I was like, I got it. Like yeah. it's, my back's up against the wall. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I, yeah, I, I was tinkering when I was going, you know, through my whatever, you know, working. But I do think it's good because I think it gives you time to reflect. And I think the students, to me, it was always like the students who rushed from undergrad to graduate were like psychotic. <laughs> and though the the thing is, is, and some of those people don't always keep making work, True. right? Because mm-hmm. they don't, I feel like there's this, there's this rush to do it. And then my opinion was always like, well, let me see if I can do this on my own. Absolutely. Right. If I can live, if I can work, you know, I'm working this crappy silkscreen job, but I am doing things at night. Yes. Can I be happy with this job and still make my artwork? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, see how it, cause it's, it's really, I, to me, it's really easy to make art in school. To some degree. Uh, uh, Sure. You have the best facilities. You have people supporting you. You have people questioning what you're doing. People looking to see what you're making. Yeah. (laughs) Friends to talk to. Yeah. 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 And it's like out of school. It's like, well, no one cares now. Definitely. For the most part. Yeah. You're in a basement. Nobody cares. (laughs) No one's coming over here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So where did you end up? Where did I went to, um, and I, it was a great fit. I went to the university of Maryland at college park. So, um, my work, was moving away from steel because I was at home mm-hmm. and didn't have welding facilities, but I was still making work, you know, mm-hmm. just whatever I could make. And I got accepted to University of Maryland, College Park, um, and I got a full ride and I was a Driscoll Fellowship, uh-huh. which meant I got to study and archive Dr. David Driscoll, who's an African-American scholar, collector. He, excuse me, he passed away during COVID, but he's a wonderful, wonderful man. And my program was fully funded uh-huh. by, which was Amazing. It was amazing. Um, Big studios, big casting department. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, it was great. Mm -hmm. So it was full on, you were there as a sculpture person? Yeah, sculpture student. And I went in welding Mm -hmm. and I have a very good friend who I'm still um, friends with, Drew Gerlitz, who was also in that program from New York and we connected and um, made a friendship. But eventually I ended up stopped working in the steel facility and in the casting facility because I had a lot of angst of people telling me what to do. And I did not want to be around anyone telling me what to do. So I started, um, that's when I started casting concrete. Oh, okay. So I would go out onto job sites around Maryland by myself and look around construction sites because I felt this real need to connect to this industry. I had left, you know, the welding industry, I had this very blue collar kind of like, I call it blue collar angst. I just was like trying to connect to something, not wanting to be in a college studio talking like highbrow. I I had to figure it out. So I'd go to these construction sites and I'd look around and I'd reclaim objects like traffic cones or Mm -hmm. um, road stop cones or any molds that they had or plywood. And I would take that back to the studio. And that's where like reclaiming work started beginning, reclaiming things. For me, I felt like. So things that like weren't traditionally like an art form. Absolutely. Yeah. Not traditionally an art form, not traditionally a um, art material, something you'd buy in a store, Mm -hmm. something I felt very displaced and like a um, um, 
like a reject. Like mm-hmm. I felt, you know, when I was a pipe welder, your welds would get inspected and they'd be rejected sometimes or, you know, taken. And so I had this like connection to the rejected piece of industry mm. for whatever reason. But so I would go out and look for these materials and then I'd bring them back to the studio and then cast cement in them. Uh, sew and embed lace on the cast cement, trying, searching for some way to uh, drop my feminism into this masculine world that mm-hmm. I felt like displaced from. Yes. And that, that, that's like where the, you, like you described the, the blue collar angst. Yes. Like you were trying to connect. Okay. I felt that's- as if I've always felt like I've connected with that world. That's mm-hmm. what I like to do. That's where I like to work, but I don't fit in. Mm-hmm. I tried it, you know, it just, it's like a round peg in a square hole. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was grappling, looking for some way to kind of mesh these two interests, these two worlds. Mm. Where do you think, where do you think that connection came from? Do you think it was just like your, your interest in the material, the work, the, I, I like do. the honesty of it? Yeah, or? I think there's a lot. I, I don't know. I a little bit believes it's in your DNA. Uh, I know that sounds silly, but I really do believe like, you know, I just, I don't, I can't describe it. It's just something I'm, like I said, I like to build things. I like to make things. Um, I, yes, maybe it's growing up around Troy, the, you know, a a city that has industry that's been long Mm -hmm. gone. This, this, um, I don't know. I don't really know. I've always kind of loved that world it's not like yeah. i came from a hard hard scrabble blue collar world now, you know my mom was yeah, a nurse yeah. my dad we had a job we lived in you know, suburbia but yeah um no there's always been this pull or this draw mm-hmm. yeah i'm just to I'm, that culture I'm curious about that yeah. i mean i i don't want to say i i i had thought about that uh but i i see the appeal mm-hmm. you know i see like okay like there's something uh, there that is inherently kind of like romantic, yeah. you know, in a way, like mm-hmm. in, in terms of the vision of um, like America or, you know what I mean? It's like, very true. Yeah. I mean, concrete, especially that's, I think why I was pulled to concrete in this area, Naval Park, there's a lot of mining of Troy yeah. sand and gravel, like but right also down the road, exactly. Right? <laughs> that's what, that's where you grew up, like riding your yeah. bike around. But um, it also built America. Mm-hmm. So every building, you know, the industry yeah. uses these materials that are all around us. And I think I was looking for what's the difference between industry and home. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, uh, an interesting. That That's an interesting intersection. Yeah. 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 So you start to, to collect these things. Um, but I want to, I want to go back just for one second. Um, so you couldn't, you were sick of being told what's what in the steel studio. Yeah. The, I mean, that's yeah. And you know, it's like, like I said, it was me. I'm sure people, you know, no, this, no, I, and this, I, you I know, just, this is art in sculpture in general. Yeah. You make something and someone's bored and they walk over and they're like, hmm, how come you did it this way? You know, maybe you should use yeah. a blah, blah, blah and, and do it this way. Or you're yeah, like, yeah. I don't want anyone to, which, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, I, I probably should have at some points done things well, certain ways. I, no, I think there's a, I think there's a thing there as artists. I mean, as an artist myself, I'm already like massively insecure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this, this all stems from insecurity. Yeah. That's really what the artist statement should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and of course. Like, I remember at purchase, um, and this is my, you know, slight connection to. Um, 
we called in the photo studio, we call them photo jocks, right? <laughs> yes. So, this sounds very similar. Yeah. So they were like, uh, you know, these kind of broy guys who were like, you know, what F stop you shoot? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, right. And they like, I, I just, I got tired of them, uh, dealing with them in the, the dark room. Yeah. So I moved ah. up to, um, a uh the printmaking studio huh and uh i kind of very similar switched mediums a little bit but yeah part of it was was that like they were um the photo jocks were <laughs> annoying to be around mm-hmm. you know and they're like all shooting street photography and all this you know they're like blacks right. aren't black enough you know and it's yeah. just like yeah. all this stuff or like what what developer are you using i'm like yeah. i don't know you know it's like <laughs> right. i'm just here like i'm taking pictures and yeah more conceptually yeah, working yeah. through problems yeah. yeah and uh that was like annoying to be yeah. around <laughs> right. so i was like the the printmaking studio was like do whatever the you safe want. spot you yeah. know like yeah. you could print on uh you know whatever you know it's always interesting too because wouldn't you want to have someone doing something totally different and mm-hmm. radical and and you know yeah. Finding interest in that. Yeah. So I sympathize with that, but I, mm-hmm. I was curious, um, you know, what, what happens then? Because for me, it was like, I figured out like, oh, I really do like drawing a lot. Right. Well, yeah. Isn't that, so for me, it was like, oh, I really like building molds. Mm-hmm. I like making molds. I like finding things. I yeah. like going out of the studio for a little bit and looking for things. I like not just building things out of steel. That's a little boring. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, yeah. It forces you into a, a situation that's more you anyway. Yeah. yeah. So your process changes. Yeah. And you start to look around. And I outward. did have I should I did have two really wonderful women mm-hmm. that I worked with. I, I and men. At, you know, so I had some good experiences with with direction and critique yeah. and yeah. yeah, they saw you through it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that kind of like a little bit brings us. To like some of my my questions about now I know there's a lot of time in between. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you finish your? So I finished my program? graduate program in 2003. Mm-hmm. I did what we called the Beltway Loop of adjuncting in the Maryland okay. D.C. area for yeah. a year, and then um, I was hired at Marshall University, and I was the foundation coordinator. So we moved to West Virginia oh, from wow. 2004 mm-hmm. to 2009. Okay, five years. Yeah. yeah. What was that experience like? It was, it was actually wonderful and mm-hmm. so interesting and so strange and rich and, and it was it was great. Um, I did a whole developed a whole body of work there that I call the Dirty Lace series that sort of mm-hmm. centered around the coal industry um, because moving there is an entirely different landscape mm-hmm. than upstate New York or the DC area. And uh, the ground color, the soil is very different. So for a long time, I've been interested in soil and the ground beneath our feet. But in West Virginia, it has a whole different history. And being a professor teaching um, there, you're teaching most first generation students, um, many who are, you're in the back of your mind, you're wondering how come you're going for this art degree Mm. in West Virginia? And are you going to leave this place that was a big, you know, this is a big mm-hmm. risk. You're taking on this, you know, so yeah, you, all sure. of these things, um, it's kind of loaded, 
But I will say they're wonderful students, great students, um, really interesting. And the history of Appalachia is really yeah. loaded in, yeah. in a good way. It seems like an intense place. I mean, I've never. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I don't know if they, I would. No, I wouldn't qualify it as intense because um, uh-huh. it's so slow. Everything oh, okay. is so slow. <laughs> okay. You're at the grocery store. You're like, hurry up, <laughs> hurry up. Um, okay. And people are very friendly in in so many ways, you know, the bless yeah. your heart kind of way. Like, yeah, you know, I guess I meant intense and like so different. It is different. It is different. Yeah. There is a heavy. Um, yes, there's a big difference in mm-hmm. the in the people um, in the culture. Yeah. That, but, um, at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, again, having a love of blue collar Mm -hmm. culture and people, it, um, it was, it wasn't too far off for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone can fix your car. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best thing. We had two really old bad cars and if you broke down, it's, People stop and help you with your car. My students oh, wow. would help me with my truck. You know, my truck would break down. They're like, oh, you need a, you need a new thermometer gauge on that. I'm like, all right, you, I'll give you money. You go get it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's um, a wealth of knowledge that we wouldn't always consider, mm-hmm. you know, a, a education, but a yeah. wealth of knowledge. And there is an, in, there is an intensity in the back hills, but also it's beautiful yeah. and strange. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm most, I've mostly seen it through photographs and documentaries yeah, and things yeah. like that. But um, it, it does feel so, um, I don't want to say otherworldly, otherworldly because then that makes it like the other. Right, right. It just right. seems like very different from. I think a lot of story. that has been um, what's been put on it, There's which is sad. Well. And yeah. that was a very, that's that to me makes, I mean, when you get a, once you live in West Virginia, you kind of a part of your heart, like you mm-hmm. feel for the people that live there because yeah. a lot is put on it. Yeah. That is not really fair. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that was a, that was actually part of a, a documentary I saw. Yeah. The criticism of this photographer who photo, went around and photographed people who were objectively poor. And sure. So the criticism was like, well, that's one part of West Virginia. Right. You could do that here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, but it's interesting that you as a, uh, a professor would, would get these students and kind of like have the thought for them of maybe like, well, is this really the correct path for you? Mm-hmm. Or is there, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, um, I, well, you want to do the best job you can to really show what, you know, what this is leading to, right. what this means is a fine arts student if you, what are you going to do for work? How are you going to sustain yourself? Sure. And what would be good matches for you for graduate school? If that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. are you prepared to invest this much time of your life? You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a fun thing to do, Yeah. but then you have this real, like, maybe that was just motherly instinct, you know, like, no, I think yeah. that, fundamentally that's a, that's a healthy conversation yeah. To, I, yeah. to have with Were we ever given that conversation? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. So maybe that was part of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can I can sympathize mm-hmm. and, or uh, not sympathize, but, um, you know, working at I've taught at Hudson Valley Community College mm-hmm. for over 10 years. And it's like you do get these students who are not really quite sure what they're getting into. Right. Because they don't have, you know, they didn't grow up, you know, going to museums or, you know, they, that's exactly it. their yeah. their base level of knowledge is at a much different point 
than most people would ever imagine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're walking in to be like, oh, I'm going to take art classes. Right. Know? This this looks fun. Yeah. 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 So I, there's a part there that you're talking about the um, uh, this um, the lace. What do we have mm -hmm. to say that again? That series, the dirty lace, dirty lace. Yeah, and I I was looking at that, um, and that that kind of brings me to a question. I I think that um, segues into um, the intrusion series, mm -hmm. um, that body work that I kind of know the most, um, but. This um, interest in nature, mm -hmm. as well as um, industry, yeah, and the how do those things? I know it's come so in? it's so they sort of run parallel, mm -hmm. and I think sometimes cross you know cross pollinate each other, but a lot of times they're two tracks, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, and I I've thought about this a lot recently because now I'm feeling the pull to get back into more of a knack, you know, exploring. Um, natural clay and the natural landscape and, and, and changing my color palette. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have thought about this and I don't know if it's because growing up in an area like this, you spend a lot of your time outside. It's something that's inherent in me as well as this industry. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like these conflicting, you know, mm -hmm. opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, they're so, kind of at odds with each other. They are at odds. So, <laughs> I mean, Dirty Lace, that series in particular, what I did was um, I was trying to get to know the landscape. So I followed the coal train mm -hmm. that runs all through West Virginia. And you're going through this beautiful countryside. And I'd pick up the coal that fell off the side of the, the train and just collect it in buckets. And it was a way for me to connect to the landscape. But I'm doing it through this weird industrial polluter. Mm -hmm. So it was this um, this kind of tension. And I'm interested, in, I'm always interested in that tension, like the feminine and the masculine, the natural and the man-made, the mm -hmm. industrial and the home. It's like these two tensions are kind of driving these fast trains right next to each other. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm trying to figure out a way to either work with them or totally segregate them or just have mm -hmm. people take notice of how they live so closely together. Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you got to do it. No. Uh, but so with the, when I first saw your, your work and we were talking about this before, I was at the, the, uh, it was a show, the church. Um, I don't, which I don't even know if it's going, well, I know there's studios. There's studios in it. In it. I think no, did you have a studio? I did. There? I shared a studio with Matt, with Maddie. Oh, Madison you did. Lavallee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I saw your the piece. It was like on a shelf, um, and it looked like like a rock to me. Oh, okay. I was like trying to think back. What? What? Yeah. Okay. And one of my first thoughts was like, well, why make this form? You mm -hmm. know, like it's right. It's so close to a rock. Why are you making a rock? Yeah, and that's fun, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And so when you know, reading a little, you know, the other night about your work, you you. You're owning it, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying like this resembles a rock sure. or a bone or some kind of natural form. Mm -hmm. um, and how, like, so how did you get to that? Like, what what was the point that like, was like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, kind of like move in this direction that's like pretty ambiguous yeah. in some way. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's funny. It seems, it seems such like a cut and dry, right? Like I'm going to stop this and start this. I think it happens slowly. Mm -hmm. um, I had, when I had young children, first of all, I think the, the largest shift for me was the color. 
So yeah. the piece you probably saw was probably a bright color. Um, and that shift happened, did happen pretty quickly. And when you have little kids in your house, your color palette around you shifts. I've talked mm-hmm. about that before. You know, you, you are young, you're, everything is grays and whites and neutrals. And my baby's only going to have these plain wooden toys. And the next thing you know, you have Fisher Price junk scattered all over your house. You're like, what the hell? So that right. in its sense feels like an intrusion. And so for me, it was, how do I capture this feeling of motherhood, which for me, in a way, felt like an intrusion. It's an mm. intrusion on your time and your space. And I love my kids. I'm not going to say that, you know, not, but I mean, I'll speak honestly. It's really hard to have, you know, two kids under the age of two and what that does to you mentally, your space, your time, mm-hmm. you know, your physical being. So what I was looking for is how can you, what, how can I make this feeling exist? So for me, it was something very heavy, uh, something really weighty. And then making it these bigger, brighter colors that might call more attention to it. Um, also, my kids and every kid probably around here, they collect, they take rocks. Like, that's how mm. it started. Um, they just will pick up rocks. You're doing laundry. You you take, there's a million rocks in your dryer because your kids have them in your pockets. At least my kids did. And it was like the outside was intruding in the home. Like, these little rocks, these pieces kept coming in. So then I decided to try to make those in a way. And, um, I didn't have access to big, I didn't have time. I didn't have access Mm -hmm. to time. I didn't have access to go shopping for steel or materials. And, um, one day I was emptying my recycling and it was this plethora of what I would like, I thought of was like, Oh, that's awful. It's like mac and cheese and like donut boxes (laughs) and bad. And that's, you know, again, that's not the type of person I thought I would be. I thought I'd be cooking up muffins and and I was not, I was, you know, tired and by, and I was like, Oh, these conveniences, they're also an intrusion. And so, so I pulled out stuff and I started using that for, um, the, the substrate, the, um, armature of sculptures, just, piecing cardboard together, making things out of this garbage. And then it it sort of naturally over time became these shapes hmm. that really look like boulders or rocks. Mm. That's super interesting. And it's, you know, so it's like, and it's also this intrusion. It You're like taking this unnatural food. This is what I was thinking, but this unnatural stuff over saccharin over, you know, like, you know, junk, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're trying to make it more natural, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, you know, you're not even pretending that it looks that way. Right, it's right. very artificial and saccharine and in this false environment of mm-hmm. a gallery or. Yeah, you know. yeah. Huh. That's really, I never, it's interesting to think about the more like the the word intrusion, mm-hmm. the way that you're presenting it mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> right. really quite funny. And, and well, that's very, good. That's a good thing. Very clever. Yeah. No. I. I. You know. Um. There's some a bit of humor in that. That's yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think I picked up on. I. Know? I think that's. I think that's funny because we always want artists to be so serious. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. All the time. I mean, I yeah, am a pretty sort, lighthearted yeah. person. I, yeah, you, yeah. you know, in general. Yeah. So I'm glad you think that's funny because yeah. I think they're pretty funny. I mean. The giant purple rock is uh-huh. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> doesn't have to be serious. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it can be, but. I interviewed this person once oh, a long way back. He was a brilliant painter, but I, I was like, oh, God, these are so funny. And 
didn't really go oh, no. totally unwell. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he was like, I guess you could think of like, well, how can you think? I don't know. Oh, Anyways, it's always you know, how you see, you know. Sure. I was like, well, it's kind of funny looking to me. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was a good thing. I didn't mean yeah. a negative thing. Because I do like I do like humor. Um, but it's interesting to think of it as that, um, just the language of it. Right? Mm-hmm. The intrusion. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, was there... It, you know, so you mentioned the the children collecting rocks. Mm-hmm. I remember my daughter, we had set up this whole part of the house for her rock collection. Oh, that's, you know? yeah, yeah. It was just like, it took over. It's innate. Know? That's that's what yeah. pulls me. Like you say, like, why are you, can you be, you know, how are you interested in industry? And I think it's like, it's part of us. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know why we have to, but we, we take, we take rocks. We collect mm-hmm. things from the ground. So part of this is like, well, you're introducing color and then you're introducing this kind of new form that you're thinking about mm-hmm. what where were there or like where were there moments of apprehension were you nervous about the color because the color seems to me like to be like a, like a huge part of them yeah in some way and it and it like starts to like kind of waver like well now we're like kind of like painting in yeah a way. yeah oh definitely i mean i've never um I'm not a painter. Like I've mm-hmm. said at the beginning of the pot, like, I don't claim to be a, a painter at all. So it did feel unnatural. Um, and I still question that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that is a slower part of the process. It probably takes me the longest, but I'm super interested in texture. Always mm-hmm. have been. I think all, you know, you can look at the oldest work I have and it's mm-hmm. about the surface texture. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if I had to summarize one thing, why mm-hmm. I I love making texture. So I think, um, the paper pulp, making paper pulp, it wasn't the most interesting texture when I was done. It still mm-hmm. looked too much like paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the paints came in. I was just, I, you know, and I've never, I never painted sculpture before. If I was using um, concrete, I'd dye, I'd dye the concrete itself. So mm-hmm. you have the color in the product. So, um, yeah, I think... I, yeah, I definitely think there was apprehension. And that is the worst part of the process is knowing when you're done. And mm-hmm. that's why I said I never would want to be a painter. I would never be done. I'd, st- mm. I'd still be on the first painting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this looks weird. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know how they end. I don't know how you end a painting. Mm. So I, th- I think with sculpture, that's a deadline for me, you know, mm-hmm. with painting a form. Uh, Cause I can color, I can do things. Um, I have one on the wall over there. That's a hook shape that has probably been 30 different surfaces and colors. Mm-hmm. So, but there's like a, I think one of the, the interesting things like ab- about the, the shapes is like, there's this introduction of like color. That's like very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And then there starts to be this, like, because they're these like weird, um, I don't want to say weird, but there are these like multifaceted shapes, mm-hmm. right? There's, you know, there's this introduction of like line as well. So you have this line and color and form and texture. It's kind of like this really like satisfying thing to look at, but it also questions of like, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So there's like all these like little layers to it that are very kind of satisfying well that's thank that's good to hear i suppose (laughs) it's like a giant 3d design project to get line color shape (laughs) so with the texture like how do you see 
like, how did you come to the, cause they, they have this kind of like chalky mm-hmm. feel to them, you know, that kind of, to me is like kind of the giveaway that they're not natural. Right. Right. So that started, um, I got a necessity. The paper pulp is cheap and free. And I think I was teaching at St. Rose at the time and we used uh, a product called Sculptamold, which is sort mm-hmm. of a ready-made, I, I, it's probably paper pulp and a plaster mix, but you buy it already mixed. And I had students do a project with it and I liked it. I liked the material, but wasn't keen on using something. So I don't know, craft, maybe it was a, I, had something, you know, mm-hmm. some notion about not using that material, but I, it was versatile and easy. And so I started making paper pulp out of the, which is basically the same. You just soak the paper, blend it up, add a little plaster if you want plaster in it or not add a stronger glue. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> I don't know either. You were taking me on a paper pulp right, journey. Right, that's, that's not, dangerous. I'm, I can be, like, be on that pulp. Surface. I think I was going to say that it was. surface. I yeah, think yeah. it has evolved over probably, I don't know how long I've been doing this series, a while. That's why I think it feels like I'm moving away. But it has evolved from something mm-hmm. that was ready-made to something you're making your own and totally painting. Like mm-hmm. that, Then it moved to putting the paper pulp on in various layers of different color pulp and sanding. Mm. I like that process a lot because you're sanding through one surface to get to the next surface to get to the next. And then it went to then painting on top of that. But Mm -hmm. there is a sanding element where you apply and then sand through and then apply again. So you can change the surface a lot Mm -hmm. of what you're looking at, whether it's bumpy or soft. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably, I think you said chalky finish. That gives it a chalky finish. Mm -hmm. That moment when you had like the brush in your hand mm-hmm. and you have to make a decision about like, well, where's this going to stop? Yeah. How, how terrifying was that? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Not that terrifying. I'm more of the like, I'm going to, I jump in and make a horrible mistake. And the next yeah. day I'm like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I work kind of quickly and uh-huh. intuitively. Yeah. Um, so no, not terrifying, just more like humiliating. Okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing yeah. the next day? Well, I'm just like Same looking at that one where there's a clear distinction. Of yes. The bottom is dark blue. Yes. So- That's easier for me because that feels more structural. Mm. I can I can define a piece through the structure and the lines. Mm-hmm. It's more um, picking the color was, mm. is a little bit tricky. What color am I going to use? Or... Um, what starting to add like different patterning that was a little yeah, bit those are, those are yeah that's a little bit more terrifying yeah but i wanted like to change be. the form i wasn't quite satisfied with like the plane of the mm-hmm. form so i'm like well i'll start giving it its own different planes and structures and is that the new thing that's happening that's that's newer yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. how do you pick the color well, those I feel are hardly, I hardly chose <laughs> They're black, white, and like a peach. <laughs> that's, that's like, so I'm taking the color, I think, which makes sense because that is more of a graphic decision that's mm-hmm. alterating. I had to go low mm-hmm. on color. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm not brave enough to put a big bright red stripe on that. Okay. I think that is way, that's that, that, yeah, that's where I'm going to draw the line. <laughs> no. Of a black, yes. Yeah. Red, no. Okay. 
Oh, that's funny. I mean, I just ask because these are all my hangups. Yeah. So I'm like, how, yeah, you how do have, you do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you work with yeah. color shapes, right? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's not always like, well, those in the computer, for whatever reason, the, the computer allows me a lot of freedom mm-hmm. that I never experienced on in the physical world. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Um, if I'm working, um, with like pen and paper and, you know, I like the color is chosen by just whatever the tube is next to me. <laughs> I'm like well, super lazy. <laughs> that That is part of it too. <laughs> and yeah. Like, I don't think it's lazy. I just, I'm impatient or there's something you, you talked about like the speed of. Yeah. And sometimes it's just that it's like, well, that was just there. You know? Right. Right. And, uh, and it's something you've used before, so you trust and it's here. So right, you yeah. use it again. Yeah. So there's different levels of my apprehension that it, it flows, you know, it, you know, it's interesting. You talk about a, a, when would a, a, a painting be done? That, that question's like always fascinated me. Yeah. Um, and um, how do you know? Or, you know, I've talked to a lot of painters and, you know, sometimes I'll ask them or, you know, cause I want to know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Dude, give me the secret. <laughs> right. I think they just know it's just yeah. done. Yeah. So like, um, uh, who was it? Um, oh, it was Michael, Michael Van Winkle. I was talking to. I love Michael. Yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, and I've told my students this before, um, you know, and, and I asked him, you know, like, cause I had been working on something for like a year, mm-hmm. which for me was like, how a year is like how you know and it went through like 16 different versions and because you see them in the computer and, mm-hmm. and like there's no there's no uh you know nothing's really off limits you know so it's like you can go through all these variations and yeah you can keep playing yeah so um he was like well you know i just personally i just start something new because if i change it then it's going to be different i might as well start something new. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's like, true. I do that. Yeah. I yeah. think, and that's always a good thing. Walk away, do something totally different. Yeah. Sometimes you never go back to that one thing or. Right. Maybe then it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're now altering these. They're no longer intrusions. What are they going to be? Oh, I don't know. I called this show another nature <laughs> okay. because I just thought about it's another, another, form. it's another yeah. form, another nature. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I don't see them as much of intrusions now. And maybe I think it's interesting. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's because my life is a little less intruded upon. Yeah, yeah. That there's starting to be a little breath of time right. that the work can sort of begin to change. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a nice spot to yeah, be in. Yeah. I recently talked to Fern Appel, and love- she, she mentioned that also as well as, you know, as the kids got older, time be opened up, mm-hmm. they moved out, you know. Yeah. It's kind of a yeah. It's just it's it's interesting. I mean, I think the whole parenthood artist as parents isn't very interesting. You know, I don't know lifestyle. You're trying to squeeze everything in. You're trying mm-hmm. to find the time. It's it's hard. And then at the same time, as a parent, you don't want your kids to. You know, right? You, you cling. Don't want you the hold time. on. Yeah. yeah, you hold on to them. And you know, I'm not saying wishing them out in a way, mm-hmm. um, but it's a struggle with time and working full time. You know, as well. Yeah, so you're yeah. always trying to find these pockets and time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, I'm going to just keep looking at this sign that says art is fun. My son made that. <laughs> yeah, right? Art is fun. He made that in my studio um, one year. 
It's yeah. a good reminder. I know, right? I mean, I yeah. feel like in a lot of ways, art is not fun. <laughs> but um, it, it is fun, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. It is. I get, I get, you know, sometimes I hate, I hate it. Yeah. You know? I'm in a spot right now where I just, I just, I've been working on all these new things and I've hung them up just finally to like look at them. I'm mm-hmm. like, all of these suck. <laughs> you need to get, I, I, I know your answer. You need to get them out of the dungeon. Oh, <laughs> Does that, have that helped? You think that's it? I, I think it's huge. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think it's hard, you know, being in the basement in the mm-hmm. dungeon and looking at work yeah. uh, in the same environment. Oh, okay. I think you just, I think they're going to be awesome. You put them out there. <laughs> I need a white cube. <laughs> I know. I Beautiful know. lighting. I know. Okay. Well, th- that that makes me feel better. But um, thank you so much for yeah. having me down here. And uh, it's a beautiful studio. I love it. Oh, and, thanks. But I really, the work is like super interesting to me. And I just, thanks. I loved it so much. Um, I've loved seeing it over the years. And some of it I didn't even know was yours when I was looking at your site. Yeah. Like those little concrete like cakes. Oh, Yeah. And that was like fascinating. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's where I met Elizabeth. Yeah. I, at Saratoga, I did a whole installation. I think I made over a thousand of those. Okay. Yeah. Little concrete cast forms with frosting. And was it real frosting? Yeah. That's still, my yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. Real frosting. I used um, Betty Crocker frosting and that was a whole motherhood. Right. It was this, I used frosting for a few years on all my art. Wow. Because it felt very suffocating. Okay. And this is going to be a real infomercial for motherhood. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this feeling like it was this overly sweet, saccharine, yet suffocating mm. um, material, frosting, mm. the canned smelling frosting. And so I used it in installations that when you'd walk in the gallery, you it smelled just like frosting. Yeah. So it was kind of an interesting material to work with. But huh, um, the smell. That's interesting. Yeah. It's very cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much, Justin. Pleasure. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Uh, So, do you like that? As always, uh, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, Share it, tell a friend, and be sure to subscribe to Art Town on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. Art Town is engineered and produced by Silent Studios North with exclusive theme music by Fantagram. <laughs>